0: That recliner almost chopped my mate's finger off. This is what our killer looks like. Tire. Everyone has been affected in one way or another by this terrible tomato onslaught. There was a a standing lamp in this room, what happened to it?
1: Attack of the Killer Objects! Attack of the Killer Objects. I'm your host, Anastasia, as per usual. And with me today, uh, same as last time, our guest is BP from Let's Talk Horror. Hi, BP. I'm,
0: b- I'm back.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, back. I know what you're thinking. Puppet oh. Master, I thought we were, you guys were doing Killer Condom this time.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Look, we were <clears> going <throat> to, but it proved to be too much of an undertaking for BP. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was literally, I was so uncomfortable. Comfortable from the first like two minutes uh, Like just the opening of it I won't even say anything Because obviously you will do it With someone on this show But I, I imagine... lasted Oh go ahead I, I lasted like 15 Like just over 15 minutes And I just could not do it And uh, <laughs> I felt so bad Because I was just like No do you know what Like with that's, this is the episode You wanted to do And I don't want to let you down And uh, I felt like a bad bad person
1: Oh it's okay I've decided I'm just going to get some Someone who, is someone who doesn't have male genitalia, to put it plainly, because I think it will be easier <laughs> for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, possibly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're going with. All right. Um, okay, so Puppet Master, the film opens with a wide shot of the Bodega Bay Inn in 1939. So we get a POV shot of one of the puppets running around the hotel, making quick little breaths and grunts but not speaking. And we see another puppet upstairs sitting uh, at the window, looking out. Uh, it's a room full of other puppets and the titular puppet master is painting another puppet named Jester, whose head spins around in three different places, like the eyes, the nose, the mouth, all spin different ways. The puppet comes alive like the others that he has brought to life. He, there's like a few others, and the one at the window, the one that's running around. And then he's got like a psychic connection to these puppets, and he treats some like pets almost, not um, inanimate objects. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. So you see some Nazi spies coming, presumably to take Andre somewhere. Damn Nazis! And yeah, right. <laughs> and he tells the puppet in the window, "I know they're coming." But he's like, he's got this very like resigned to what's happening vibe. So he's clearly got a plan. He assures the other puppets that he will protect them and not let them get hurt. And he has literally a room full of puppets, but not all of them has he given life to. Meanwhile, the POV puppet. Whose name is Blade is frantically running back up to Andre's room to warn him of the Nazis, but he doesn't know that he already knows, right? So he assures the puppet that he knows and that he will protect them. And he puts them all in a big chest and he places them in the wall. Like he removes a panel of the wall that is like decorative. So there's like lots of the same looking panels, and he moves this part off,
0: and you like can't tell at all that he's put a trunk in the wall. It's the same place he hides, he's crack. <laughs> Is cocaine. What,
1: what hotel would have this anyway? Like a secret panel seedy like CD
0: <laughs> and Frank hiding hotel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it CD if they would hide Jewish people?
0: Well, no, no, no. I mean, I just mean, you know, later on in the years. No, I know, know what you mean. <laughs> maybe once it gets to like the 70s, the 80s, then it then it got all seedy. Sure. And there so was fucking right... drug in the wall. So it's
1: 1939, so
0: it's not CD yet. Oh no, it's not CD yet, no, you're right. <laughs>
1: It's seedy in the present day Pre- um, Present
0: day seedyness
1: Yeah present day seedyness Okay so after he puts the puppets in the wall The Nazis are like banging on the door right then And uh, it shows a close up of Andre putting a gun under his uh, his chin And he blows his fucking brains out Blammo Yeah and it splatters and it's like kind of slow-mo-ish And the Nazis bust in and it's a whole thing Alright so it's present day now Which in the movie present day is night 19- 1989. CD. CD. Exactly. Uh, Neil Gallagher psychically contacts four other psychics who are acquaintances of his. There's the Yale Unity Professor. uh, I mean, Yale University Professor Alex Whitaker, and he is given a nightmare involving Neil and leeches. There's Dana Hadley, who is given a a premonition of her own death. And then there's the psychic research couple of Frank Forrester and Carissa uh, Stamford who are also contacted, but we're not shown exactly how he contacted them. So Dana has discovered Andre's hiding place for his sentient puppets, and all the psychics gather at the Bodega Bay Inn where Neil also happens to live. Upon arrival, the psychics discover that Neil has actually killed himself leaving directions for the psychics with his widow, Megan. Uh, She allows them to pay respects to Neil, during which Dana stabs Neil's body with a needle to verify that his death is legit. Yeah, he's dead. Yep.
0: (laughs) Definitely dead, I promise.
1: Definitely definitely dead. So respectful, right? Later, as the guests get settled in, they each experience different like cryptic visions of Neil. And at dinner, Dana intentionally antagonizes Megan, uh, which causes her to leave. As this is happening, we see Pinhead, not to be confused with the Cenobite from Hellraiser. This is the puppet Pinhead.
0: lot smaller.
1: Uh, yeah, a lot smaller. He has a little small head and a bigger <laughs> body, and he's climbing out of Neil's casket. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love how the puppets, the way they move, has like a claymation feel to their movement.
0: Yeah, it's, it, that. yeah, it's like it's, it's like very stop uh, yeah, like stop motion. It's like basically what they had to do because they had no real budget to do what they wanted to do. So they just decided that stop motion was the best way of doing it.
1: Yeah. So the puppets' movements are done in stop motion, and the rest of the movie is done just normally. Like, so yeah, properly, yeah. It's a weird effect. <laughs>
0: yes, but it's it, it looks cool. weird.
1: Yeah, it looks it, cool. It looks, it looks cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, Alex. Alex goes after Megan and explains their history with her late husband to her. Carissa's a psychometrist, which is a person who can read any object's emotional history by touch. Dana can tell fortunes and locate missing items and people. And Alex can foresee the future in his dreams. Before Neil's death, he was researching alchemy with Frank. And together they discovered that the ancient Egyptians created a method to bring intimate objects to life. Andre had discovered this, which is how he made his sentient puppet. Now, since Neil has fallen out of contact with the other psychics before his death, they all assumed that he had taken this knowledge for himself and had just, like, left them high and dry. And part of the reason they all came to Bodega Bay was, sort, uh, you know, just, like, purely to settle the score. So that night, the housekeeper of the hotel is tending to the fireplace when she is attacked by Pinhead with a fire poker, which is the exact fortune that Dana had predicted for the housekeeper. In the meantime, Neil's corpse seems to have wandered from his casket to a chair, which startles megan causing her to faint so oh, alex helped, yeah well i mean your husband's body has moved itself from the casket <laughs> and is sitting in the chair i wouldn't immediately assume that it moved on its own the first thing i would think is one of his friends is playing a sick fucking joke.
0: it's like old oh, oh, jerry he's he's back again moving bodies
1: yeah like um i'm sorry carissa this isn't weekend at bernie's put him back in the <laughs> casket <Yes. laughs> Oh my god, yeah. But anyway, so she's she faints because that's her first inclination.
0: That's just what you do.
1: Yeah. So Alex helps Megan while the others return Neil's body to its casket. And then we see our our buddy Blade, the puppet from the beginning that was running around frantically. Uh, Blade, uh, he he's the one. Like yeah. Anyway, he finds protective spells on Alex and Dana's hotel room doors. So he proceeds to Carissa and Frank's room where the two are having very loud sex, which is keeping the other psychics awake. Very rude. Yeah, right? God, guys, keep it down. There's other people here,
0: (laughs) (laughs) too. You think this is a seedy motel? How dare you?
1: Yeah, right? Did you pay 30 bucks for the hour? No. No, you didn't.
0: They just paid in cocaine.
1: (laughs) Maybe. It is the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, two more puppets. Tunneler and Leech Woman emerge. Tunneler kills Clarissa... Not Clarissa. Clarissa by using his drill-shaped head on her face... When she hears something under the bed and goes to inspect it,
0: never inspect. Like first rule, <laughs>
1: right? That's like everybody the...
0: knows. You yeah. don't do it. You get your child to do it for you.
1: Yeah. In fact, and... on my other, <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> on one of my other podcasts, we had guests on on a show that was a lit from a podcast that's literally called "Don't Look Under the Bed."
0: Yeah. I mean, they know the rules.
1: Yeah. That's like not what you do. Don't look under there. There's almost certainly something you don't want to find.
0: Don't look under there. Don't don't look in closet.
1: Yeah. In my case, it's just a. of dust bunnies and clothes that I need to get rid of. Uh, so anyway, Leech Woman takes out Frank by puking leeches onto him, draining him of his blood. Yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. I should add that Frank is tied to the bed at this point, like in, you know, fun, kinky way.
0: Sexual. So
1: yeah, so he literally can't fight back. So he has <laughs> no way of stopping the Leech Woman from taking him out. Dana, who has just returned from a walk, discovers Neil's body has moved yet again, this time to her room. She is suddenly attacked by Pinhead, who manages to break her leg. Leg. These puppets are a little bit bigger than you would think they are. Just so you know, they're like, yeah, yeah they're not like action figure size. They're like a little smaller than a ventriloquist dummy, right? Yeah,
0: they're 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 like uh like uh what those living dead doll things. They're sort of like that, like a little bit bigger than that.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my old roommate used to collect those. I do know yeah. what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, good, good. I thought I was just gonna absolutely sound like a fucking tool.
1: No, I th- I, I I am aware of what those are. My I daughter's
0: got those, basically. Got oh,
1: loads. all right, all right. Yeah, my. Um, um, my old roommate uh, collects like all kinds of dolls and some of the things she does to them is like, like Barbies, like discount Barbies. She'll take, <laughs> she'll, she'll undo their hair and restring it, string it with like fun colors and stuff. Oh. And, and she'll, yeah, she'll make clothes for them. That's just so like, she's
0: her- like a, like Barbie. a nice version of the, of, of uh, the kid from toy story.
1: Yeah, kind of, but you know, like a 36 year old woman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean you know you know fair play to her
1: yeah actually she might be like 40 now i don't know it's not important <laughs> <laughs> it's besides the point um yeah so oh, where was i Ba-da-da-da. uh oh yeah he broke her leg yeah that's it yeah he continually hits her and tries to strangle her but she manages to crawl to the elevator and escape him only to have her throat slit by blade thus fulfilling her own fortune for her death ah All right, so meanwhile, Alex continues to suffer from more nightmares before being awoken by Megan, who reveals to him that Neil had had indeed discovered Andre's secret to giving objects life. Alex has a vision and they both rush downstairs to escape, only to find the body of Dana, Frank, and Carissa sitting around the dining table next to a newly reanimated Neil. He explains that while he did kill himself, he used Andre's Andres' secrets to reanimate himself in an effort to become immortal. He reveals that he killed Megan's parents and shows great disdain for the puppets. Tossing, Je- tossing Jester like hard, throws him across the room.
0: Yeah, I felt well bad for him.
1: Uh, yeah, right? He didn't deserve that. <laughs> and um, he says he doesn't need the puppets because he has humans that he can reanimate now. not talking about his friends that are sitting at this macabre dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the other puppets enraged descend dissim- on Neil. Tunneler takes out his legs. Blade pins him down. Leech Woman pukes leech and leeches into his mouth before Pinhead finally snaps his neck. It is satisfying. The next day, Megan sees Alex off and she returns to the hotel. She brings a stuffed dog named Leroy that belonged to Dana to life. And that's it. That's the way the movie is. That's the movie. What a bonkers and weirdly complex killer object, Phil.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh I mean, <laughs> do you know what? This is When I watched this uh, I actually laughed In myself afterwards Because you know When like you're a kid And you watch these films So I did that With obviously Puppet Master And uh, and, and I watched it And I really enjoyed it And my friends Like one of the first uh, Like short films That we made Was he had um, Like uh, real life replicas Like full size Of Blade And of Pinhead And I think he still got them But we He had them And we would make um, Our basically Essentially our own Puppet Puppet Master with all these other toys that we all had. Um, That's fantastic. So we were, you know, so we were really sort of into to Puppet Master, and when I watched it the other day, this was not the film I remembered at all. Um, <laughs> it was—it's like it like takes like half an hour for it to get into like what I actually remembered. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And there's then, a
1: lot of backstory.
0: Yeah, there's like there's so much, and I was just like, I, I genuinely got to a point was where I was almost like, have I seen a different film? Am I thinking or something completely different? <laughs> Or am I thinking of like a sequel, like Puppet Master Two or Puppet Master One um, Hundred?
1: <laughs>
0: like I there just there are a bunch. There's so many. I, I and uh, I genuinely got lost. Um, so funny enough, what you've just spoken about in regards to sort of uh, the synopsis made more sense to me than watching the film.
1: Oh well, I'm glad I could. Uh, so, so, oh, maybe so there eat you some go. You. <laughs> um,
0: but I mean, you know, it's it is it is weird. Um, you know, it's in the '80s, so it's sort of coming off that whole trend of where uh, you know toys and going around killing people was the in thing so to speak oh um, uh,
1: sure especially like the later half because uh, yeah. Chucky Child's Play came out the year before this
0: yes yeah so they sort of like got onto it but um, I sort of feel like I this film is one of those that has loads and loads of potential if it was in the right hands I think sure Um, if if it was made by a sort of a director that had uh, more of a Hollywood style look at it and you know uh, wanted to make uh, a far the paced film then I think this uh, they they could have made this you know I mean I I find it mad that it's still gone on to make a massive franchise but then at the same time you can sort of think well it's it's about killer toys so people love that shit
1: true and I mean it's fun
0: yes I
1: think it's a fun movie regardless of some pacing issues you know I think that's the main problem is the pacing issue
0: yeah it's got like so much much backstory at the front and then uh, I thought I'm watching a completely different film I don't know what I'm watching and then halfway (laughs) through it I was just like oh no I do remember this uh and then I got grossed out because of leech fake woman um,
1: I have a real phobia of leeches I gotta tell you so yeah I mean,
0: I, I mean that this this won't help yeah
1: I, I, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't um, it's,
0: um it's gross.
1: yeah well I just I have like I don't know I have a weird I've talked about this before probably but I just have a weird relationship with Gore um right. because if I see real blood yeah. I will faint but oh, yeah
0: it, I'm exactly the same this is I think I think it's just a horror fan's life, like what we have to deal with, because I am exactly the same. Like over in the UK, they they always show like things like a real life AE, like or emergency thing. And I if somebody goes watch in, that. no, if somebody goes in there and is like, oh, I've got a paper cut, that's me. Like I mean, I mean, I'm taking a visit to hospital because <laughs> I passed out and smashed my face in on the floor. Um, I cannot handle in real. It's really weird. In if I'm watching it on TV, I can't do it. If I'm if I'm in real life. And and, like, something happens to somebody, I'm there. Like, I'm always one of the first people there to make sure somebody's all right. If I'm watching it on TV or anything like emergency room, can't deal with it. If I'm watching a horror film, you can put me in front of anyone and I'll be like, that. that you know, that's fine.
1: Now, I do occasionally faint in the rare horror film. And it's always, like, there's no unifying factor to what's going to trigger it. Because, because uh, like, it can be something really subtle. Like, there's a scene in She Dies Tomorrow where a woman has stabbed herself in the stomach. Stomach, and then she just like walks into a swimming pool, and it's really b- beautifully shot. But you yeah. slowly see the cloud of blood billow and mix with the chlorinated water. And I don't know what about that made me faint, but it did. You
0: just, that was it, and you just went.
1: I was in bed, just like, and I. Oh my well, at least he- you were in bed. I was, but my head just went back, and I was like, "We gotta turn this off."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not this one.
1: I have tunnel vision.
0: No way. I yeah. um, I always remember sitting uh, in a friend's room, and we were watching Hannibal, and um, it's the bit where Ray Otter's getting his angel, uh, his brain eaten. Um oh,
1: rest in peace, Ray Liotta. By the yeah, way. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Oh, what a legend. I'm so sad he's gone. But um, but yeah, a friend of mine um was watching that and uh, he was i always remember he had like this this sort of uh, desk sort of chair that he used his, his computer chair and one minute i just remember seeing him sitting in it normally and next minute it's all the way arched back where he's completely fucking passed out <laughs> <laughs> from, from watching ray liottas getting you know fed his brain that was too much for him and i was like let's turn this one off for you mm.
1: um okay so i, I didn't faint during that that didn't bother me
0: <laughs> no well that's good that's good we all find it I, i'm yet to faint watching a film so i mean i hope that that day comes
1: yeah have you seen excision
0: uh, I don't know but then also my brain doesn't work so so many times I've watched films uh, I mean mm. like puppet master I thought I was watching the wrong film so what do I know <laughs> uh, so I've well, seen so many films over the years that that's I uh, fair. I mean I, me I, too I, yeah I just don't I, so many of them blur into one now
1: that's fair that's fair uh, some are more clear than others to me but I have a pretty good um, memory when it comes to stuff like that but excision has a uh, homemade surgery scene Ooh. and uh, so for real Oh god It's bad <laughs> I was like
0: Uh <laughs> I Wait, actually I, Sorry I just, I just remembered I don't want to be rude Sorry I just literally remembered One of the scenes That nearly got me Was um And it, this is pathetic Right But um <laughs> You know in the, the Obviously the original Blair Witch um, Yeah And uh, There's the bit where Um they find the twigs And then the The shirt or whatever Is wrapped up in the twigs And huh. uh And then you, they open it up And it's got like Whatever like guts Or whatever is in it I a thought bit it was a tongue,
1: tongue Or something
0: Yeah something like that whatever it was in there um, that was one of the only times where I almost I felt like a little bit like I'm gonna vomit um, and it's really? pathetic yeah because it doesn't even show much but I think it was just because I was so like properly engrossed by the film and That's I fair. genuinely at that point thought that this film was real
1: oh yeah uh, that happened to my sister my older sister too she saw it in theatres yeah and yeah. was came home freaking out and I was too young to see R-rated movies at the time in theatres so I did not see it in theatres
0: but oh, I saw it later yeah i mean it was just because they marketed it so well that it was real they did um that that so many people genuinely thought it was so i went in there and uh yeah that bit was like one of the only films ever where um where i got a little bit like oh that's fucking gross um (laughs) but then but then later then they were like oh it's not real and i thought okay well
1: yeah i mean they weren't gonna put something real like that in theaters come on no that'd be like that'd be like essentially putting a snuff film in theaters (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're they're never gonna do that so don't worry What you see in the cinema is almost certainly fake.
0: It's all fake.
1: Yeah, it's almost certainly fake, unless it's a documentary, in which case there might be, you know, if it's about, you know, like, I don't know, the Rwanda genocide, you might see some blood that's real, you know? (laughs) But anyway, I digress. What do you have (laughs) for best killed?
0: I I wrote down, uh, because at this point, my brain was sort of broken, so I just put main bloke at the end who's dead um, already. Yeah, him. The guy that basically, yeah, yeah, whoever gets killed by all of them, that's... the best one.
1: Yeah, same. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh worst kill.
0: Uh I put um the woman that gets the drill to the face because you don't see it.
1: That's fair. That's a totally because fair assessment. I want, I
0: want to see, I want to see it.
1: I do want to. I, you know what? I would want to see that too. I want to see that drill into her face. Yeah, yeah. Um I can see why they didn't because it might have been harder to film, but yeah. I was I said Andre because he had to kill himself to escape the Nazis. Oh, and okay. That, yeah, I see. And, yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um Uh, All right, who's your favorite character? Best character?
0: Uh, I put Barbara Crampton. because uh, I've got a massive crush on Barbara Crampton, and she's in it for all of like four minutes.
1: Yeah, it, unfortunately, she's not in it very long. But no, I But do, she's
0: I, she's so good in it. Even the bit she she's is. in, like she's like one of the only actors or actresses uh, in it that has like character. <laughs> like,
1: true. Uh, she has a lot of, and she's she's you know a scream queen icon. So she brought a little bit of star power to a movie that has like nobody's in it. Yeah, no offense that's it. to those actors.
0: No, um, but I also put um, Blade. Uh, because Barbara Same. Crampton was sort of like my funny thing uh, but Blade is by far because I just love um, his character design he's just, he's just amazing like I've always always wanted a still my friend's um, figure that he's got of him
1: yeah I want one to be honest yeah. he's got like a fedora and a little like trench yeah. coat and a hook for a hand we, and we this...
0: don't see enough cosplay of uh, of Blade oh my god you're giving me ideas yeah I mean <laughs> I, I'm, too, I'm too short to do it although I mean we I, unless they actually want you know want somebody's puppet size then i could probably do it
1: hey i'm four foot nine i think i might could pull this off <laughs> yeah you could do
0: it there we go i want to see the pictures of you dresses blade
1: i'll let you know <laughs> Uh, added to my calendar to it. do do it some later date. Uh, I have him as my favorite character too. Cool. Because cause I really like that little panicked scene yeah. where he. Yeah, that's so it's funny. So, it's so cute when he bumps into yeah. her in the hall, and he they both like scream. And I love it. Well, yeah, because
0: there's so many like because I think like. <sighs> It, 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 the interesting thing about it is it, it's almost as if they're reluctant to do what they're doing because then that's essentially not what they were made for exactly um, you know like you know the guy you know this guy you know who killed himself made them and they were like his friends and you know it's so sad because they, you could see it in their faces where they didn't want him to die um, so there's a real element of you know like a humanism sort of like humanoid sort of yeah. emotion with them um, so like like you are saying that bit with Blade where he gets startled by that woman um <laughs> i wish they sort of i wish that was something that they played more on um because um it is interesting you know you got chucky and he, you know he wants to be doing what he's doing you know it's charles lee ray uh, oh whereas, yeah he's
1: a serial killer <laughs> exactly
0: uh, whereas they're not um so it's really sad when when you see him getting fucking thrown around and stuff you know they're like yeah. the villains that aren't really villains and you want them to win
1: they're not the villains and the first puppet master anyway <laughs>
0: No, well that's it. Yeah, this is this is what the happens. The psychics
1: yeah, the psychics are literally the villains in the first yeah. movie.
0: And then and then, you know, Hollywood gets involved and they're like, Oh, we've got something here where we could make these uh, you know, puppets go around killing everyone, forgetting the original source material where they didn't want to. Yeah. Uh
1: you know, i'll probably have to do the whole series at some point on here it just lends itself to my format so i mean
0: yeah oh yeah absolutely you'll just have to go through them all
1: yeah well maybe a few months from now i'll have you back for the second one (laughs) yeah
0: but then the problem is is i'll probably think i'm watching number six or something
1: i'll remind you that it's the second one (laughs) uh so who's worst character for you uh
0: what did i put worst character um oh um the worst character i put was um the psychic woman um I can't remember their names. I never remember names, but the psychic woman who's at the start with Barbara Crampton, like basically telling lies or whatever. Um,
1: uh, the one that's antagonizing her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She was just pissing me off. Like she, she was, I mean, I suppose that's a, a character, but I didn't know, I couldn't work out whether she was supposed to be that type of character that is a bit of a dick, but a lovable dick where you're like, Oh, you know, she's, you know, she's pretty ballsy or, or, or what, but I just found her fucking annoying.
1: I think, I think you're, you're talking about Dana and Dana is... Is just a dick. Yeah, Honestly, that, they're yeah. all kind of terrible
0: people. Yeah, yeah, they are. They all deserve what came came to them, really.
1: They do, they do, they do. I mean, for one, they all wanted to play God.
0: Yeah.
1: So <laughs> that doesn't mistake. lend its. Yeah, that doesn't lend itself to great people. No. Even even because uh, you know, like the puppet master himself had more kind intentions with what yeah. he was doing, but they clearly were going to use that for nefarious things. I feel like. Yeah. Or for selfish reasons, anyway.
0: And it's the eighties, so they didn't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I said that they're all like like I was just saying, they're all kind of a mess. Yeah. But that but I guess Neil just because I, I really hate when he hurts Jester.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anytime they they're just all dickheads. Any of them that hurt the puppets. Yeah. Um, oh, but nice. also
1: the Nazis because they're Nazis. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah get get the Nazis out of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, what was your most what the fuck moment in this movie?
0: Um I wrote down a few because I couldn't couldn't figure it out. Um, But probably there, there's a really short scene where there's like, like a snippet where there's like three heads on like the bed, I think it is. And that was all like, like, but it's like really sudden. So I was just like, Oh, I didn't expect that. And I didn't remember that. Um that's And fair. I also then put obviously the leeches woman um because it's just fucking like fucking sick.
1: Yeah. You don't expect live leeches to come out of the animated no. puppet. No, that's fair. Yeah. I, I said the sex scene because it feels so out of place. Place with everything else going on
0: yeah it's yeah, like, yeah i mean it's does, really does,
1: loud he does, he does. <laughs> like shoehorn in sex scene i mean it does yeah. serve a purpose for murdering them but they didn't have to be banging you know yeah
0: yeah <laughs> well i um i've got a huge massive thing about sex scenes to be banned from movies anyway so um yeah i think
1: it, I think it really depends on the film
0: yeah i mean i had it so i had a, a bit of a not a barney but like a discussion with somebody the other day um because i i've always been against it because i just feel like I, I want to be I, you know when I'm watching a film I want to you know be you know the story and the characters to be the driving aspect and as we know in films so many especially if you watch any like of Zack Snyder Snyder movies um, they're like you know it's like what do we do let's just shove that in there and that's like a trope that Hollywood has always fell on so you're right it makes sense if there's reason to it for example something like American Psycho for uh, you know that's a good example as to when it works and, and you know that's the reason they Add the in there and stuff. Well, like sure,
1: because that, that scene it. shows his ongoing relationship with sex workers as well yes. as uh, his further uh, megalomaniacal side where you see yeah. him looking in the mirror and flexing his pecs and like,
0: yeah, that's kissing
1: it. at himself in the mirror. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I fucking love that movie, uh, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but I had a, a discussion the other day about the new uh, Ty West film X, um, and um, that was one that the what annoyed me about that is and it just sounds stupid but it's just the way my brain works but i got annoyed that they showed so many sex scenes in it because we know uh if you've seen x you know that it's a film where they're making a porno and i just feel like i just feel that they treat you uh you know they should try and especially because it's ty west and you know obviously you know how much i love ty west and i do uh, I just felt that he needed to treat us with a little bit more intelligence and spend that time with the characters or the story, rather than going here's another sex scene and and here's another sex scene. Like everyone ag- disagrees with me, um, but that's just like a prime example for me where it's like for me, I want to spend time with the the characters and stuff. So uh, you're you're I... completely right. In in this film, it completely is irrelevant and takes it out of it.
1: So here's my thoughts on what you just said. Uh, with yeah. Ed- So yeah, maybe they, they go a little bit overboard, but at the same time, it's, I think I lost my train of thought.
0: Well, I mean, sort of the thing is with X is that it's one of those films that it sort of makes sense for it to be in there because it well, is but, I mean
1: it's about film itself is, the yeah
0: exactly and the film itself is referencing those sort of films from that era that exactly. were depicting those sort of films and showing those you know well, sort yeah, of scenes
1: exploitation it, horror movies yeah. had lots of so, unity and that's what so, it's trying to be
0: yeah exactly so I, I, I 100% understand it and I 100% see why people would like it or get it and and and, you know what you're saying is 100% right Um, I remember
1: what I was going to say though I I was going to yeah I was just going to say that it seems like those characters like for the most part most of them are throwaway characters that don't matter uh, that's why I think we're gonna get way more in depth than the character study once Pearl comes out.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But then don't get me wrong, because every time I talk about X, I have to then explain to people that I think it was like a five star film and I think it was absolutely phenomenal um, and I absolutely love it.
1: I don't quite feel the same way. I thought it was no, fine. I thought yeah, it was fine. I, I think um, I
0: think I think it was out of out of all the Thai West movies, I would probably say it's my least favourite, Obviously, excluding something like Cabin Fever 2, but that's only because. And I don't want to go on a whole Ty West thing here, but I, to keep it quick, that uh, one of the things I really like about Ty West is how I feel like I don't know. I he's very unpredictable, and I don't know what to expect from his movies. That's and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter whether it's a film like House of the Devil, like we've spoken before, where um, it's a very you know, it's a film that's so well shot that you think it's of that era of the '70s, mm-hmm. but yet it's got those modern 80s. kills that you don't. Ex- it's like '80s. Yeah. and then you've got the and then you've got the modern kills that you yeah. don't expect and that's one thing ty west is so good at he's like misdirection and um he's unpredictability that's what makes him such an interesting and fun director um Absolutely. whereas with x it, i was everything was so predictable um that um you know even the scene in like the barn where the guy gets a pitchfork as soon as he went into the barn i was just like he's gonna get a pitchfork to the face you know yeah. it's yeah. it's one of those things and it's just like and then you, but the problem is because it's Ty West, you're sort of like expecting the opposite for that to happen, but it doesn't. So it's definitely his most predictable movie. Um, but uh that's all I'm gonna say on it because um, you know, obviously. Yeah, if I love you haven't him. seen the movie, him. go
1: watch
0: it. Yeah, go and watch it, it's brilliant. <laughs>
1: all right, so what do you have for funniest moment then? Just funniest moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the funniest moment I got um when Pinhead is um strangling the woman uh before I think he no, I don't know. I don't think it's the same woman he drills a face. Um but anyway, she I think it's the woman he breaks a leg, I can't remember, but basically he strangles some woman and he pinhead the character, if you haven't seen him, he's got a very small head, you were saying it earlier but he's got a bigger upper body and he's got big arms, so he has like like inhuman strength for a, for a puppet yeah. uh, but his arms go from sort of standard size to full human size arms yeah, that yeah. are fucking massive with this <laughs> tiny little pinhead bobbling around Um. and they sort of hide it because he's obviously, this guy's obviously underneath the bed with his arms arms up or behind the bed. Um but that bit absolutely cracked me up because I'm like those hands and arms are like fucking like Hulk Hogan's arms wrapped around and you've got this little puppet flailing around.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That part's hysterical. And but I've already mentioned it but I I just again I love that that scene where where little blades just like startled by the woman yeah. and the the woman and that's that's my favorite part.
0: It makes me laugh how you're referring to him as little blade but like the thing is you're right because it's like they're just like they're cute and uh, yeah. Apart, apart from leech one because that's I, I, if i ever yeah. saw that one i'd kick it in she's... the face and, and put it in a black bag and shove it in the sea
1: yeah um, she's repulsive <laughs> that's disgusting
0: but when you've got like blade and, and stuff like that and the jester and stuff uh you know they're yeah, just they're, they're just cute. cute they're misunderstood that's what it is they're just yeah. misunderstood puppets and um you know but yeah so the, i mean the first <laughs> one's definitely the the one to to watch if you want to understand the, the real concept of the story i guess Um yeah. if you it's... don't fall asleep trying to follow it
1: (laughs) true um i didn't
0: good i I didn't either i didn't i didn't fall asleep so that's a that's a good testament to it
1: that is that's good uh movies that make you fall asleep are they that uh definite pacing issues this has slight pacing issues but not not enough to pass out on yeah
0: it's interesting enough um i just it's just it's one of those films where it needed uh less i think as well because it's sort of like having two films in one isn't it you've got the whole puppet scenario but then you You've got the whole psychic shit going on. Um, and it felt like they could have just taken one of those out and uh, spent their time doing either one of those movies.
1: Sure. But I do like the way they married it all together.
0: Yeah, it works.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it must
0: it must work because they've made a 100 of them. So
1: <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So I've got a few fun trivia. Oh, yeah. one uh, want to know. Pieces. Oh, yeah. So Pinhead's fists during the punching scene are actually the fists of a dwarf stunt woman named Cindy Sorensen.
0: Oh, okay. Who had
1: to wear the same fingerless gloves and sweater sleeves to make it appear to be the fist of Pinhead.
0: Well, I would hope so. Well, you're right.
1: She cited this as one of the more difficult parts of those scenes was to keep her head ducked the whole time (laughs) so no one could see her. Uh, So Leech Woman's mouth is made of foam latex, which makes the mouth appear to be more flexible whenever she coughs up the leeches. Only three quarters of the leech mechanism come out of the puppet, it, and then a simple camera cut creates the illusion that an entire leech comes out of her mouth. Right. Um, Bodega Bay Hotel was a miniature, which was built about the size of a refrigerator. So they just did forced perspective for that. Yeah, they did a good job. They did. Uh, Blade required five different puppeteers to operate him. You wouldn't think he was that uh, hard to deal with, but apparently he was. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, well, because uh, um, uh, <laughs> he, he's probably like the more the most. Uh, uh,
1: mobile He's the I
0: one think. that Yeah most mobile And he's the one that gives the Sort of the most expression Because he's got eyes And the mouth that moves yeah. as well um, So yeah So yeah he You can sort of understand that Because he's, you know, he's the big deal And he's the one That everybody loves the most
1: True um, The Asian puppet At the beginning Of the movie That's looking out the window Is actually a real Burmese opera marionette Called Zogwi, The Alchemist Magician
0: So it's like a real Life like, So that's the, the name Of the real life one
1: Yeah it's an right. actual Okay. Marionette that existed before
0: the film that they stole
1: before, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, so The Puppet Blade is based on Klaus Kinski, right? That's so interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, because they did, um, what was the newest one that he did? Um,
1: Littlest Right,
0: yeah, that's it, that's right. So it's sort of like, um, that, I mean, that, that that's uh, sort of what it takes it back to for me, like, uh, I don't know, like, I felt like that new film is sort of referencing that. Sort sort of stuff uh, from the first one anyway
1: it does more uh yeah. so for those of you who don't know who klaus kinski is i've talked about him on horror versus reality before but he is a german actor i think he's german or hungarian or something but he's an actor that worked extensively with warner herzog and warner herzog and him were like best friends and he in fact made a whole documentary about how hard it was to be friends with with him because Ki- <laughs> because Kinski is famously hard to work with like extremely hard to work with volatile actor. He's been oh, dead really? for yeah, like famously hard to work with. Um, and had diff- anger issues and other problems. <laughs> he was a troubled guy, but yeah. he's been he's been dead for a hot minute now though. <clears throat> and that's don't quote me on all that. That's just going off memory of who Klaus Kinski is. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, but he uh he played plays Nosferatu and the remake of Nosferatu that Werner Herzog did. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So much of the soundtrack for this film consists on synthesizer arrangements of Pino Don Niagio's music for Tourist Trap, another oh, I... horror movie. So, yeah, they kind of like recycled that.
0: They're just stealing shit left, right, and center. A
1: little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So, in 2020, Blade starred in his first solo spinoff film called Blade the Iron Cross, making him the first puppet in the Puppet Master franchise to get his own solo movie.
0: I didn't even know that. So, have you seen it? I've not,
1: but I've got it queued up for later.
0: Yeah, I need to see it because I just want want to know whether they uh, keep it, like, whether he just goes full Chucky and he's going around killing people because he wants to or or whether they're uh, they're going with the uh like that sort of original story maybe he's like you know he's got like a puppet wife and a couple of kids um you know and then <laughs> has to sort of come out of retirement
1: i would for neeson i think it would be hysterical if he was like in south america hunting rogue yeah. nazis <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, I have no idea what it's actually about. I'm just going to go into it blind and see where they're going with it. <laughs> I
0: mean, our versions, more than likely, are going to be better, so... Eh,
1: you know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little facts: Andre kills himself with a nickel-plated Smith & Wesson forty-four double double-action revolver.
0: Good gun. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, despite not having lungs or any other internal organs, the puppet blade breathes heavily and sounds out of breath while running throughout the film... Furthermore, throughout the film, the other puppets can be heard panting, grunting, moaning, and yet none of them can actually speak.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point. It's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because it sort of makes you then start to think, well, is it like souls? Is it humans inside their bodies? Um, yeah. You know, like, know. Uh, like. but then there's no reason for anybody to think that because they don't sort of throw those sort of things in the mix, do they? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And that's another film we've made them for. We just This is what happens. Every time I go on a podcast, I'm making movies for other people. <laughs>
1: Uh that's a good point. <laughs> so uh, when Dana is walking down the hall with Leroy with a bottle of champagne, um, the exit sign is backwards. Another indication that this shot was flipped and that the bottle of champagne and the dog switch hands in the very next shot, which isn't flipped and was filmed in the same hallway.
0: So you're like the queen of finding flip shots because that's what you found in rubber as well.
1: Uh, you know, I like to pick out small little <laughs> things like that. You have to look yeah when I, okay so when i do the research i see what all facts i can find that have anything to do with like behind the scenes stuff and then i just eagle eye the movie yeah. after that
0: and then <laughs> you're like oh yeah i've caught you out
1: yeah yeah so but that's the only one that i caught to be fair i'm sure there's more
0: well i hope every episode i do with you you find some form of flip shot
1: well now well uh, now i'm taking that as a challenge <laughs> <laughs> uh so just to wrap it up um let's do a little i don't know what what new mov- horror movies or anything have you seen recently
0: uh oh god that's a really good question because uh everything i want to watch is either not come out yet or you have to pay a shitload of music movie uh money for because i wanted to watch Dashcam, um but over here in the uk it pretty much got banned from the cinemas so it's really on, yeah so it's only on like demand at the moment um it went to a few of them but like i don't know what it was i'm guessing i don't really know much about the film apart from i want to see it but um it that did it's, to me, but... i guess I, I, I was such a i really really enjoyed the host and because of the filmmaker in me because of the everything that went into the that process of making host um then when then it's sort of one of those things where i'm watching those sort of films going you know how do they do this and how do they do that and host was one of those so where it's made by uh rob savage the guy that made it it's you know straight away it sort of piques my interest you know when you've got those actors that you're like that's that guy or female is really good and I want to watch everything they do I'm like that with everyone in cinema okay so um (laughs) so so if I if I if I see somebody where I'm like that person has done the best special effects I want to watch the film that they do you know music and acting and everything like that um so uh yeah I'm always like that um but I'm, I'm I'm genuinely trying to think because the problem is is everything I keep watching at the moment is pretty shit so it's difficult <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty difficult to go uh well, you know, i mean
1: if you've seen something new that was pretty shit let's talk about it
0: well i don't even remember them this is the problem i'm watching so many all i've been doing at the moment in like i've just been going through the x-files
1: oh my god um, get out a- get out of here me too
0: <laughs> oh really yes yeah, yeah! like, i mean the x-files is is one of my favorite programs of all time and literally i always, like the x-files to me was like my entry into sort of horror in a way because uh i I remember being so young and having all these x-file books and novels and uh, annuals and and stuff and I've still got my Mulder and Scully figures from when I was a kid um but when yeah I, kid,
1: I had two fish and they were named Mulder and Scully
0: nice nice <laughs> but I yeah I was ob- I was obsessed with the x-files um and I would literally try and look into the cases and and see like if the cases were real I would want to know about them um they brought out like an x-files book where about any of the cases that were real it would have the real stories about them and i had that um and i'll just read it over and over again because i loved it so yeah so i've sort of been going through uh the x files again what Um,
1: uh what season are you on in the rewatch oh
0: oh, only on season one uh i'm I'm, I'm only on season one um
1: i am on season nine episode nine i am way farther than you
0: yeah you're way further than me yeah i've sort of got so many programs on the go that i keep on and some of them are coming out sort of every week so i'm sort of of, like, go into them, and then I'll go and watch a bunch of X Files and then come out of that. Um, and my daughter is we're going through Supernatural with my daughter at the moment because she's never seen it, and so she's obsessed with that at the moment. Um, so yeah, so we've got a lot of things going on and a lot of things we're missing at the moment, but uh, okay. X Files is just it's just uh, it's legendary, and it's it's you totally. know, it's like it's, it's sort of like for me, X Files is sort of like the Twilight Zone, you know, it's it's, sure. it's it's so influential to so much, um, that without it, there's so much we wouldn't have.
1: Totally, totally. So, I watched a brand new horror movie last night. What was it? Crimes of the Future, the new Cronenberg film.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I've heard the one that everybody walked out of at Cannes or something.
1: Yeah, I don't see why it wasn't that bad. Oh, really? No, I enjoyed it. It wasn't that graphic either. I don't understand.
0: Maybe they had put it on, like, after Top Gun or something. Like, like they're Uh, sitting there watching planes, and the next thing they're, like, watching a Cronenberg film.
1: I mean, to be fair, if you're not... Prepared to watch a Cronenberg movie, and yeah, you're, yeah. and then you know, just start watching a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting yourself into.
0: No, you that you have to fully be in the mood and have to fully commit to watching a Cronenberg film.
1: But I fully committed because I love Cronenberg. I have an awesome T-shirt of James Wood pulling his, like, guts out. Yeah. Like a drum t-shirt. I fucking yeah. love that movie. So, like, I was all in. Uh, I, I liked it. It's not... It's it's deeply weird, but you get that with Cronenberg. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of, you know, like... Like, really incredible set pieces. A lot of pieces that, uh, as my partner said, were unnecessarily weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, there's this bed that is, like, made out of flesh, it looks like. It looks... <laughs> (laughs) And it it looks like it's like part computer, part alive. It's weird. And there's this chair that people sit in to help them digest food. That's like made out of bones and like moves them around as they're eating. And
0: that's that's not even
1: ruining anything. That's just telling you some
0: standout
1: standout weirdness. Like the guy with all the ears on his body is not even close to the weirdest thing in the movie, honestly.
0: No. No. What about, oh, because he's, Vigo Mortensen, isn't it? Isn't he? I think he's,
1: he is. He's the he's star. Easy.
0: Yeah. Is he any good in it?
1: Yeah, he's good in it. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I do. I do like him as an actor. He's all. He's been around for so long, and and uh,
1: he's been working he with Cronenberg for a while now. This is his yeah. third or fourth Cronenberg movie, I believe.
0: Yeah. So he did Eastern
1: Promises and. Um, I can't remember the name of the other one. But yeah, he's been in... Like, Cronenberg's been doing some more, like, thriller dramas that aren't really horror yeah. in, the, in the past, like, ten years. And Vigo was a huge part of those.
0: And now he's sort of gone back to uh, a he's bit Cronenberg. Re- oh, yeah, this yeah,
1: is Cronenberg in the purest sense. It's right there along with The Fly and all that as far as, like, his visual style.
0: I, I tell you, I cannot wait for the day that I can get my daughter to watch The Fly.
1: Ugh. <sighs> because brundle she's fly. she's
0: obsessed with jeff goldblum <laughs> absolutely um, obsessed she'll love it uh so yeah so when, when i get the day you know she keeps on asking me can i watch the fly and i'm like no not yet not yet Now's not the time but there will be a time and she will be able to watch cronenberg's the fly
1: yeah you're not you're not old enough for brundle fly yet
0: no no as much as you love jeff goldblum you won't love him after seeing that film
1: you're not ready for that jelly <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, we're going to leave you there. I am not sure what movie I'm doing next. I think. Oh, you know what? I think Morgan and I are doing Trilogy of Terror next. We're just doing that one segment with Karen Black and the, like, African voodoo doll or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I mean, it'll be one of those things, again, where I'll, I'll look at it and go, yeah, I remember. You'll um,
1: remember. It's like... I don't...
0: I don't. I don't. My brain doesn't work.
1: It's pretty infamous, but, um, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And we're also going to do, later in the month of July, we're going to cover Slacks, the Killer Jeans movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I spoke to you about that before, so... Um, Maybe. Yeah, no. maybe. Well, I like enjoy that. I enjoy liked... that.
1: It was funny. I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. I wanted
0: you... to. I wanted to. <laughs>
1: you didn't, though.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I want to enjoy every film I watch. Just, you know, didn't... 75% of the time, it doesn't work out that way.
1: Fair enough. I thought it was fine, but I'm also the one that has a podcast about killer object films. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, just Jewel. Does that count as a killer object film? What's that? Steven, uh, Steven Spielberg's Jewel. Does that count? I don't know. Jaw? Uh, um, Jewel. It's Jewel? The one, you know, the, yeah. Yeah, the truck one.
1: Um, no, duel does not count because oh, it's just a man operating the truck. Yeah, the truck itself way. is not killer.
0: Yeah, I was just obviously know if I could get away with it.
1: Mm, but in August, we are coloring covering Maximum Overdrive, which does have a killer truck.
0: Yeah, I love that film.
1: That movie is horrendously bad. Stephen King knows it, I know it, you know it, but it's still yeah, fun.
0: But I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm dying. Okay, guys, we're going to leave you there. Bye. See you later.